0: Listen, listen and incline the ear of your
1: heart.
2: Listen, listen and
1: incline the ear of your heart. Hello and welcome to Listen, Saint Benedict Speaks Today a discussion of the Rule of St. Benedict with the Sisters of Mount St. Scholastica in Atchison, Kansas. I'm Sister Molly Brockwell. And I'm novice Jennifer Halling. And our guest today is Sister Esther Fangman, Prioress of Mount St. Scholastica.
2: And hello to all of you. I look forward to exploring the Rule of Benedict with you. It is our source of wisdom at the Mount and our guide for everything we do.
1: Wonderful. Today, we'll be discussing verse one of the
0: prologue of the rule of St. Benedict. Jennifer, would you read that for us? Sure. Verse one of the prologue reads as follows. Listen carefully, my child, to the master's instructions, and attend to them with the ear of your heart, This is advice from a father who loves you. Welcome it and faithfully put it into practice.
1: Sister Esther, why do you think Benedict chose to begin the rule with the word listen?
2: I think when I hear that word listen, uh, I have to add the rest of that sentence, a part of that sentence, which is listen with the ear of your heart. But when Jennifer read it, I was struck uh, with, this is, Benedict isn't just laying out uh, a phrase, he's laying out a relationship of love between a father and a son or a father and a daughter. In other words, he's trying to tell us, listen as if the most important person in your life is talking to you. And then, when you do listen, listen with the heart, the ear of the heart, not with your head, not memorizing it, but with the heart.
0: So then, what does the word listen call forth from us?
2: I think it calls forth a silence. Uh, A silence so that we can actually be present to what might be spoken to us. Um, A silence that has a kind of emptiness, has no answers, has no plans, but just the presence in a sense to the Word of God.
1: You know, the challenge is that our world is so much noisier than at Benedict's time. What can help us INCLINE THE EAR OF OUR HEARTS TODAY? I THINK THAT'S REALLY DIFFICULT.
2: Um, you, WE MIGHT BE TALKING ABOUT THIS LATER, BUT I, I NEEDED TO BRING UP EARLIER WAS I HAVE BEEN IN THE PRACTICE OF LISTENING FOR OVER 40 YEARS AS A COUNSELOR. AND I ACTUALLY AT ONE TIME IN MY LIFE HAD CLASSES WHERE I PRACTICE listening, I practice responding, I practice observing. And so I learned to listen for words and I learned to listen for feelings. And then to be able to hear when someone talks uh, with us, to hear both the words and the feelings. And so that's the way I started with counseling. And I became pretty good at that. But in the last 10 years, I've learned to listen in another way mm-hmm. and uh, it's not really it's not really just hearing words and feelings. there is a different step which is he- hearing um, hearing the person and, and I think I'm a little closer to understanding hearing with the heart. Um, but to do that i've had to be empty of any response that i've prepared or i've thought about but i have to just it's kind of like a silence uh, within my mind and my heart so that when i listen i don't i don't have an anticipation of what's going to come and i don't have an anticipation of what should be or where it should be. And as a result, it's like a surprise more. And I have found myself responding then in a way where I didn't know this was going to come out of my mouth, but somehow it made a difference to clients. And I want to take that as um, what I've learned then about uh, uh, God is or listening to the rule of Benedict or scripture is it's if I have any plans inside of my head, they prevent my hearing it with my heart. Um, and it's uh, most of the time I'm busy about many things in my mind. <laughs> so it's really a very different way of listening. Um, but I know that's what it has to be.
0: So that kind of speaks to that relationship you were talking about earlier that we want to develop with God, that if we have our own ideas, that kind of prevents us from hearing what God might have in mind for us. Is that, would yeah. that be true?
2: There was, a, there was a point in my life where I was struggling with, um, where I had heard so many horrendous things from victims, Of abuse and war and torture that I began to question how could God allow this to happen and uh, and so that became my mindset as I was listening to people and uh, until I was able to turn off how could to a silence that I finally was able to hear uh, something from God that said, it's okay, I'm in charge, it will be okay. And when I heard that, uh, which didn't come from me, then I knew I had a different way of knowing that God really is present. And I think that's what Benedict is calling for us when we meditate is, it's to have that kind of silence, no matter what we're dealing with, no matter what the crisis, no matter what the emptiness or what the blandness of life might be, but to have
1: that kind of presence—it's a powerful, um, a powerful image you have of the um, the emptiness making the space for God to to speak. Um, are there uh, any examples from um, from our life and community that? that call forth that same sort of um, listening from you? I think
2: when uh, there are situations when I might say, I don't know what to do. And it's then I know I need to move to this kind of listening. I probably should do it when I do know what to do too but mm. <laughs> uh, but anyway I that's what it really pulls me towards it um, this kind of uh, I, I'm not I'm not really avoiding your question as much as but this kind of listening um, comes to a different kind of knowledge um, and I'm sorry I'm going back to uh, the thing about victims of war and torture. But I, I, wanna, I, I just want to use that as an example. One time I had a woman who uh, had lost all of her children except one and her husband. And I went home that night and laid and I was laying in bed and, I, and that old question came back to my mind. And I thought, God, I, I just this is too much. And I heard, and I'm not talking about a voice, I, but I had an awareness, again, of the assurance of God's presence in that woman's life and that it was his way of transforming her. Now, I don't know where that came from, and I certainly don't know what words. I, I keep trying to go back sometimes, grasping that, to try and figure out what it is that exactly happened. But I can't. But what, I, what did happen is an inner conviction on my part that God is with us and was with her and is with us and that to have that kind of confidence. So when I think of listening with the ear of the heart, there's what one gains is a knowledge of truth about life. In this relationship with God, that is not—you can't even touch it. It just—it's a knowledge. You know it. So when you talk about listening in community, there might be moments, and that's of course the intent of like a, an election procedure for a prioress or for some uh, other decision that the community makes. That we, as a whole are so still and so free that we can hear in a way that none of us ever thought of. There is one example where uh, there's more than one, but I think of that as having happened in community. Um, Eventually, as a community, when we knew we needed to take down the administration building from our college, it was done in a way where there's a peace in the community Everybody had a chance to see what God was saying, to listen. And then we listened to each other. And again, all of us trying to do that with the concept of being related to each other in our family, that I think we were able to hear the message that this is what we're going to do, and it's the right thing to do.
0: What would you say to someone who says, well, I, I try listening to God, I really try, but I just don't hear anything, or I don't, I don't get a sense of God's presence. Is, is God sometimes need to be silent in our relationships too?
2: I think sometimes we hope for a certain answer and it prevents us from hearing an answer I often have asked um, clients of mine to be like the woman at the well. And they meet Jesus and they, they sit there and see what Jesus says to them. And uh, that has often been helpful. But if it, it's, um, you know, it's like, is it in a whisper? Is it in a song that you hear it? Uh, is it in a flower that you see that reminds you of something if you can give up it with any predictable responses, it can be heard and in fact it 's not just um, that it can be heard it 's I think God deeply desires to have us hear it
1: you 've given us a lot to a lot to think about. Um, from one word one word listen um, there's so much to so much to take in so much to um, think about Thank you sister Esther for all of your wonderful insights you've given us lots to think about and pray about Listen, St. Benedict Speaks Today is a production of Mount St. Scholastica in Atchison, Kansas. Production assistance was provided by Mary Manicki. The translation of the Rule of St. Benedict that we used in this podcast is RB1980, published by Liturgical Press. Our theme music was composed by Sister Susan Barber and performed by the Sisters of Mount St. Scholastica. We invite you to learn more about the Mount community by visiting our website at www.mountosb.org. Thank you for listening.